Hey, this is your Wrestle Roller Podcast about getting inspiration through information. Today, we have Chris Cox, the host of the Big Blurred Podcast. How you doing today, Chris? Man, I'm doing good. Like I said, it's Sunday, chilling, had some uh, chocolate chip pancakes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, chocolate. I was just saying, we was talking off the podcast about um, we had chocolate chip pancakes last week, shaped for unicorn. So it's always a uh, beautiful things when the kids get whipping up in the kitchen. <laughs> Yes, sir. So first and foremost, can you tell everybody about the first and foremost, let's tell everybody about your kind of podcast. And then we could go into the story of like how you became a quote unquote blurred. OK, well, OK, so everybody, uh, as the title says, or as I was been so graciously introduced by Drew, <laughs> uh, introduced by Drew, I am the host of the Big Blurred podcast. And that podcast came about of just. My love of nerd culture, specifically like anime, film, TV, science fiction, uh, pop culture, and also out of the fact that it was a large part of myself that I kept hidden away from other people, like besides my family or people that really knew me um, and how the blurred came about. Because honestly, I started podcasting in two, like late 2018, just about oh, wow. 2019. And like, I'm an anchor OG. Like I was podcasting. <laughs> on, I was podcasting on anchor when anchor only had five minute episodes. So wow. you, could o- you could only record for five minutes. And then if you wanted to have like a 30 minute podcast, you'd have to record uh, like six, five minute episodes. And they gave you the opportunity to compress them all together. And then, then it would shoot it out as one episode. Like, that's why Anchor has those little transition options. And if anybody's listening who's on Anchor, they give you, like, music transitions because you had to stick those manually. You had to put those transitions in between each five-minute episode, and then it would squash it down and compress it as one 30-minute episode. So, yeah, I'm an Anchor OG. So, wow. <laughs> so I started back then, and I, I honestly started because, A, uh, my wife was getting tired of me of just completely talking about, you know, like, oh, well, you know, this Marvel characters in this movie and this little, <laughs> this little side note when they reference this guy, they meant this. Like, she, she loves me and she can hang with it for a certain amount of time. But she was like, you got to find somebody to talk to. That was one. And then number two was I came across an article about a football player. Um, Mike Daniels, who's a defensive tackle for Cincinnati Bengals now. At the time of the article, he was playing for the Green Bay Packers. And he showed up at Comic-Con. This is Comic-Con 2017. He -hmm. showed up at Comic-Con in full cosplay as as A, the uh, fourth Raikage from Naruto. Like, he showed up (laughs) full, like, in this big dude, full... Had everything on, and his brother came as Killer B. So it was A and Killer B, and it was awesome. And they were talking about, like, well, what is this, you know? And he was like, I've been an anime fan all my life, and Naruto teaches you how to, you know, fight through your limits and get stronger and work hard. And he was like, it wasn't, people really didn't like, you know, in my neighborhood, because he's from New Jersey. And he was like, people really wasn't really up on that. And he said, but I liked it, and I want to share that with other people. And it just, it went off like a a bell in my head. I was like, if he can do it and he's on in the NFL, then that ended up inspiring me to say, okay, listen, I need to get out there 
and talk about what I love and what inspires me. So that was my first podcast. And I actually, we were, I was called multiple podcast disorder because I was going to try to talk about sports because I have a, I have a you know, background, played college football and semi-pro football and all that other stuff. So I was going to talk about sports and anime and TV, but then I morphed it just to lean in heavy to the blur culture and to anime. So that's where we are now. And that's how I got to be the host of uh, Big Blur Podcast. Shout out to Mike Daniels, who follows me on Instagram. Hey. And yeah, and he, he hit me up with a comment because I did a video about him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm glad I can inspire you. So shout out to Mike Daniels if you watch this or see this, man. Shout out. Thank you for living your dream, your truth, and inspiring me. Yeah, I, see, I feel like a lot of people have come out as, you know, freak, definitely anime, I feel like, is a lot of people have come out as, you know, watchers or um, just enthusiasts of anime, and it's become a lot more prevalent in pop culture. Definitely, like, once I heard uh, Megan Thee Stallion um, say that she liked anime, yeah. uh, I feel like Definitely women in general have been coming a lot more out with like, hey, yeah, I like I used to watch Sailor Moon back in the day. We didn't mm. know we was talking about Sailor Moon. Um, or, or even people don't understand that Pokemon was some people's original introduction into anime. People yeah. think it was like a, you know, it's just a phenomenon that it happened, but it was like the original anime that used to come on. Like I remember I used to have I think it used to come on Channel Eleven in New York. Um, the WB, I, <laughs> yep, WB before back in the day because I'm old. It was WPIX. Yes, yes, yes. It. Remember that? It was WPIX. See, we know because we we just figured out we both from New York City, y'all. Yeah. So we we we've been we've been geeking out on on the low before the podcast. But it was WPIX, and then mm-hmm. they then they brought it and they got turned to WB. Yeah, and that's when they started putting all the shows like Static Shock. Static Shock came on WB. Yep. That, it's on so, HBO right now. HBO Max to, right now. I'm about to start the kids watching it today. <sighs> Yo, it's uh I literally started watching it the day it came out. I think it came out the fifteenth. And I just been putting my, my kids in front of the television, be like, Yo, you watch this. There's some life lessons to learn in that show. Yes. Like there was there was this one episode I saw, it was about guns. I was like, yes. I didn't even remember this episode. I was like, he was like, Yeah, you know, this kid, he got bullied and he was he came to school, he put out pulled out the gun, then static was uh, trying to help the kid, but he wasn't really helping the kid as Virgil and then at the end they learned a life lesson like if somebody's getting bullied you need to you know be for that person i was like damn that's some heavy shit static yeah (laughs) for real we don't and i think that's what we're animating now is that as adults you watch it and then you're so much like wow man that's a real lesson Mm -hmm. that i can take in my life right now yeah and like you said it's so prevalent and people it's it's mainstream like mm-hmm. before it was sub it wasn't even subculture it was like on the low underneath everything lock it away in a room culture yep. then it kind of went to subculture and now it's like full mainstream and in in uh, you're right like Megan Thee Stallion Denzel Curry yes. a lot of these rappers that are coming out are like heavy anime fans now and that's like translating and trickling down especially the generation that's a little bit under us they are 90% of them are big uh, Dragon Ball Z fans because yes. that came on Cartoon Network and Toonami. Mm-hmm. And so everyone started watching that when Toonami started really going heavy on the anime. I think that just kind of nurtured a whole generation of kids who are now 25, 26, 27. And those are all the anime fans. So big shout out to Cartoon Network and Toonami you know, for, for doing that, for playing Dragon Ball Z 
for playing um uh what Inuasha. playing Trigun, Inuasha, <laughs> Eight Man After, mm-hmm. I mean Cowboy Bebop, I mean Space Dandy, playing all of those late night and having everybody be able to watch them. I think it's a bit of, it gets lost in how big anime's become and a lot of it started there for this younger generation. Yeah, and it's and they even took like risk, like I don't know if you remember this show called Boba Boba Bo. It was like this wild ass yes. show that it really made no sense whatsoever. It was just like a crazy ass show and it just took wide leaps. They're like, listen, we're just gonna put everything on our platform and if you guys like it, we'll take it off. And they literally they had a whole season of it and just took it off and then put another season on the next uh next year. It was they they like you said, were like the predecessors of anything we call anime like before it went big mainstream yeah especially they they really got on it and for that younger generation it was readily accessible yes and for, for my generation for our generation because i'm 40 i don't know how i'm i'm 40 so i'm not there <laughs> so you know, it's like i'm there i'm cool with it because i'm four i can say that yeah, yeah but for my for my generation everything was on vhs like you had to hunt mm. you had to hunt for an anime so like i remember watching akira on anime because i found wow. it and this is before they had like um blockbusters so i found it at just when they had just local rental mm-hmm. you know you know video rental shops and they had akira i rented that um, I watched Vampire Hunter D. That was that's like my all time favorite. And then two American, you can say animes or cartoons or animated shows was Fire and Ice by Ralph Bakshi, which mm. all the all the characters were rotoscoped, so they were portrayed by actual human actors. But then they had the artist um, draw over them. Frank Frazetta, he drew everything over the actual anim, uh, the actual. Mm-hmm. Um, live action body so it has this real cool movement to it uh he did this he did the same thing for the lord of the rings so there's an animated lord of the rings trilogy and he did the same thing and it has this cool movement that it's a cartoon but you can tell the movement is real human realistic movement and so like watching those when i was younger really just got me into it i wanted to be an artist but i realized i can't do stick figures (laughs) <laughs> Same. And then, so I said, "Well, I can." I said, like, "I can just watch it." I was like, "I can just watch it, and I'll go play some football and baseball, <laughs> and I'll, that'll be my life." And, and you know, that was part of that road that got me onto anime and hunting it down, and then being a fan of it for so much, and then to see the younger generation kind of get Cartoon Network, and now with my kids, they get Hulu, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, they get uh, Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah. They get, um, what's the other one? Funimation. For, yeah, they get Funimation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had Kiss, the Kiss Anime was the, mm-hmm. was the on the low free one for a while. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have so many things dedicated to giving you top-notch anime. It's, it's pretty cool for me to see because it makes it easier for us, myself, to share with our kids. So it's awesome. Yeah, and it's funny where you said like, oh, the young. I was that generation that learned about it during tsunami because, like, legitimately, my first. Uh, I, I say my first anime was, of course, Pokemon, but Dragon Ball Z was like my shit. Like, literally from beginning to end, I love me some Dragon Ball Z. I I stuck stuck stood there as you know Goku became Super Saiyan 1 for four episodes and was just like, okay, this, I know this is going to happen, but when is it going to happen? And 
used to go on when YouTube was young, young YouTube, mm-hmm. when it used to be like five frames per second or something mm-hmm. like that. And used to watch little clips and little like anticipation videos and things like that and just learn the different um, like backstories. Like, oh, I didn't know that anime actually had, they had books. Like yeah. then when I learned about that, I started buying the books and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm in a whole world of like anime and because my background was always like superheroes so i love superheroes Mm -hmm. and then it transferred into anime where it's like okay these superheroes are different you know yeah because they didn't they're not they're not held on by a mortal coil almost right they're Mm -hmm. like they're they're held on by like whatever the world they're within can be a part of so if they're like goku is an alien technically he's like superman superman he he can beyond the fact of being human, he can now be the greatest fighter of in the universe, which yeah. makes him a little bit more immortal than other superheroes would be, which like, you know, like Spider-Man is kind of relegated to be in New York City and then, you know, in Earth 616. And then, you know, you have the other Earths. Yeah, the multiverse. And, you know, yeah, and then it goes into a different type of world. <laughs> yeah, we can, that's the whole like seven shows. <laughs> we can just talk about the multi, we can just talk about the different Spider-Men, Spider-Women, Spider Girl, Spider Gwen. We can talk about Spider. Was, was it? Because I have a. I brought a comic book for my daughter. It's like Spider Man, and he's in like the fantasy realm. So that's like Spider Man in the fantasy realm. Like, there's a whole. We can just talk about that for like days. Yeah, Spider Man is days. my favorite superhero. So, I is he? yeah, favorite superhero. He's the only problem is that he's from Queens, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only problem. And but, but hey, I, My, Miles is from Brooklyn, though. Exactly. That's Miles why is Brooklyn. I have officially taken him on as my number one, and then Peter Parker is my number two, and Peter P. Parker is my number three. Got you. <laughs> then Got I like you. I like a good old I like a good um, uh, Scarlet Spider too. He, he's pretty dope. <laughs> they don't, I, you know what my favorite Spider-Man was was because I had the comic book when Spider-Man first got the original space symbiote when it was black Spider-Man yes and he had the black suit and then yes. people don't understand that like before Venom he actually wore the black suit before they realized it was basically a space entity and oh man and those were some cool comics those were some awesome panels that got drawn and it it was it was amazing. Hawkeye, Hawkeye was one of my favorite characters for this line. Is it was like a whole big Avengers showdown, and they were fighting other villains. And this is and it was a crossover where they had Spider Man was with them with the black suit, and they were on like that planet, and they were fighting other characters with the space symbiote. And I remember Hawkeye pulled his arrow, and one of the characters was running towards him. And he's trying to tell him to stop. He's like, from, from this distance, it's going to be like the equivalent of like a 45 Magnum hitting you. And the guy kept running and Hawkeye pulled his arrow. Boom, just hit the guy, blew his chest over, you know. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, Hawkeye is like <laughs> awesome, man. You know, so like you said, with superheroes and loving it, it, it definitely translated into the love overall for that culture. And yes. for to, to comic books to anime from anime to manga uh mm-hmm. manga to just ova you know original video animations and just what we have now it's it's pretty cool so going to so going into your background you said that you you know 
where before the podcast when he was talking, you were, you were primarily into like sports and things like that. Um, was it just football and baseball or did you kind of like dabble in anything else? Well, in high school, you try to do everything. So this is before <laughs> they said specialized, right? Or now they're trying not to have kids specialized. But like I tried wrestling and that was okay. But I was a big guy. So I was always like super heavyweight. You know, I was yeah. like, <laughs> like in high school, I was like 265. So I only had like two or three wrestling matches. And I was like, I'm not trying to like, because wrestling wasn't my thing. So mm-hmm. dropping down to like 225 or 230 wasn't Oof. what I wanted to do, you know, because yeah. that wrestling wasn't my main sport. And I tried basketball and I was like, yo, this is too much running. <laughs> and I don't have enough contact. And I'm short. So, you know, because I'm like six foot, six foot one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. In basketball, I was a five. I was a four and a five. Yeah. So, but I was strong and solid. So, like coaches, like basically, my coach was like, "Coxie, you got five fouls to give." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, when, like, so when I got into the game, it was strictly to rebound and to stop some kid from just driving in the lane willy nilly. That mm-hmm. was it. So, dude was just getting layups. I was going in there, just boom. I was just shutting the layup, <laughs> taking charges giving hard fouls back when you could and oh he's now he's coming up he sees me in there oh pull up 17 footer <laughs> and i was getting a rebound and then it was like all right cox get out you know i was the guy that when you got the ball and he was open and you shoot they're like no <laughs> and i shoot it and it goes in yeah and then they're like get out that's it so i like average two points six rebounds a game <laughs> four fouls um and i play baseball i play first base and I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. It wasn't like my big thing, but I had a lot of friends on the baseball team. So I kind of mm-hmm. hung out a little bit with them. And I think I didn't, I didn't go past JV. Like I just okay. played baseball. I didn't go past JV, but football was my love. And I played football all through high school, all through college and, and then beyond. So what, um, what, is there anything that you, you know, you miss from football or what, what have you, because you, you said that you went, you was in high school and then you went to college and then you went to um, semi-pro. First of all, what, what, where did you play semi-pro at? So I played semi-pro football in Wisconsin, right? So okay. I played, and so I had moved to Wisconsin and I found that they had a whole semi-pro network, like all through Wisconsin. They've got. Oh, wow teams i mean it's awesome like i i've went to we went to michigan to play teams i mean it, it's it's pretty cool we've had some fun times so i played for a team called the uh sheboygan county rebels like go rebels anybody my friends watching my old teammates go rebels uh <laughs> we we went to the championship four years in a row nice and we won one so we we went we had a year we went undefeated and we won the championship and then we were like within, I think if you count the time, like our losses, the three losses, I think it, it adds up to like seven points. Like they were like close, like last minute, we have a chance to drive to score and something would happen. But yeah, so I played there and I played semi-pro football for eight years, seven, eight years I played. And then, so it was, it was some good times. And I played college football. I went to Morningside University, which is in Sioux City, Iowa. So I went there and played college football there. So then that's some good times. And I miss my teammates, like Mm -hmm. being in the huddle and like being around the guys and just talking football or just talking life or just being around your friends. 
and like everybody all having the same goal. Like yes. for the the line from uh, any given Sunday, like eleven guys from all different places, but they're all thinking and trying to do the exact same thing. Like that's the coolest thing about football. Did did you ever kind of merge the love for sports and the love for, um, I guess, would you say nerd culture into, you know, the football realm? Or is, was it always kind of like what you're saying, kind of separate from one another? I, it was real separate. I wish mm-hmm. I could tell people that I was like, oh, man, I, I talked about and made references to Naruto. Mm-hmm. And this a nope. I didn't say I didn't say none of that. Like I didn't tell people I like sci-fi, you know? Like I mean, I had friends that like Pitch Black was a movie that was out mm-hmm. with, with Vin Diesel, right? Yep. And I understood the movie and I loved the movie, but when it came out it wasn't a big hit. And so people didn't really understand it. And I remember just like not saying anything about it. Because they were like, Man, did you watch it? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And that was it. And just like because people wasn't ready to hear about sci-fi or like I used to love watching the sci-fi channel. They used to have all these cool like Canadian sci-fi mm-hmm. movies that were or sci-fi TV shows that would come on, you know, like Eureka. And yep. uh what else? Now they're getting kind of bad, but like they had okay. Eureka. The Eureka was good. Oh god, they had another one that I used to watch too. I can't remember. But um I used to watch sci-fi channel a lot and that was my stuff. But I kept that to myself. That was in my room. But when I had friends come over, you know what I'm saying, we it would be watching BT or we'd be watching football or, mm-hmm. you know, of course, playing video games because, you know, we playing, you know, Madden or NCAA football, whatever it is. Like, I didn't really talk about that whole, that love or that section of me. I just kept that separate from everybody else. So when when you kind of like, can't express that side of you with your peers or your friends. <laughs> this is a, how did it make, this is like a therapist question. No, how did it make you feel? <laughs> uh, you know what? As I lay on the couch, no, um, <laughs> it, it was weird because you, you like, you almost kill it off. Right. Like, so you don't think about it. So for a long time, like, even though I loved anime, like I really didn't watch it. A, because it was really hard to get in Iowa. And, like, at that time, like, you know, unless I'm staying up to watch Toonami. So mm-hmm. I would stay up in my dorm room and kind of watch a couple episodes here and there. But then I was, A, I was so consumed with football. Like, staying up is like, I mean, even though you have a party life, you're like, man, I got to go to sleep. I got practice. I got school. I got this. <laughs> so, like, that got put on the back burner. And then... I didn't feel anything about it because I just shoved it away. So I didn't talk to anybody about it. And then, uh, so it, like, I didn't feel anything about it until the first time I shared it with somebody, which was, which is my wife. Now she called me and we were talking and I let it slip, you know, cause when you, you know, when you love, right. And you, yep. you're talking to somebody, you just like, you don't, you don't have the filter on no more. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, Oh, what are you watching? And I was watching a Japanese film and uh, I told her at the time, I was like, oh, I'm watching a Japanese film about these like, you know, these two biker girls and whatever, whatever. It was a, it was a legit movie. Don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a legit movie. It was a legit movie. Sure. And I, and I was, I was watching it and I, I remember just like no filter was telling her that. 
And I said, oh, yeah, I'm watching it in Japanese. Like, I'm watching it in subtitle. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? And I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that would be interesting. And that was the first time that I felt like, oh, I miss this. I miss being able to talk about it. I miss being able to be, like, honest about it. So, yeah, it took a long time. Like, for about a good six, seven, eight years, I just didn't talk about it. I didn't say anything, or even longer than that, really, up until the time I met my wife. And I was already, like, 25. Uh, and I just really talk about it. And I just kept it to myself. Yeah, that's... So, yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's that's crazy because I couldn't even imagine that's so it's such a like an integral part of me. I couldn't even imagine like not integrating that into like my lifestyle because even like growing up, we was talking about it like people, you know, people people didn't mess with that. People would be like, yo, like what are you watching? Like who like definitely who you talking about <laughs> how like everybody around that age wanted to be a thug, you know, like definitely you know, my generation was like fifty cent, you know, DMX. Yes. Everybody wanted to be a shooter, everybody wanted to be a crip, everybody wanna be a blood. Nobody wanna hear about, you know, Yu Haka show or uh mm. <laughs> or uh, uh, well, well. What was it hack slash hack dot slash? When yes, that yes, yes. I remember hack dot slash. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was checking on. I, I had no conversations about that. Yo. Like I, I, we would like, like we were talking about uh, before the show. Like Drew was saying, man, yo, like because your generation, you have Fifty Cent and DMX, and by that time, I was already in college. So my generation mm-hmm. really just came back one summer, and everybody was Onyx. Everybody <laughs> was Sticky Fingers. Everybody was out there thugging. Everyone was like, "Yo, what the fuck? What happened, yo?" Like we was cool. We was just trading comic books yesterday, bro. Like what happened? And then you know what I mean. And you had to you had to switch up. You had to change up, man. Exactly. New York could do that too. You either change up and go, you know, go with the flow or get eaten man so and it's funny because i always was i was always in that like culture of like i would you would call it nerd culture because the one thing that like i guess like reshi reassured all of us together was like trading cards right so pokemon mm. and Yu-Gi-Oh was like the big trading card like things at that time and yes. even like the people with you know the baggy jeans, like you know had the what you call the chains and like hood, like come for the yeah. projects. They'd be sitting down, be like, "Yo, what what you, what you got? Like you got the Pokemon cards?" And it used to always be like in the. It, I used to go to the library. It's funny, Brooklyn Public Library. You used to go to Public Library. It used to be yeah. like a whole back row dedicated to Pokemon cards, and you see such a wide swath of people from, you know, Hasidic Jews to, uh, what you call it, to um, German people, to Black people, to Hood people, to non-Hood people, to, like, the prep the preppies and then there was always that one person that would just steal that person's cards but oh, that's another <laughs> but I, I, I drew i want to say i love how you broke it down like people for people who don't know for black people that are not black like there's a difference there's black people there's non-hood black people and then there's hood black people and then there's them thief dudes that you don't even want to associate with because they're gonna rob you blind so that was an accurate description a of the black culture b an accurate description of brooklyn so, so you gotta understand this is all accurate facts about what he's saying and then you had the jews that one that hung out with all the blacks, mm-hmm. and then you had the then you had the Orthodox Jews that hated the Jews that hung out with them. <laughs> so it's a whole subculture dynamic happening right now. And it's funny. I have a, I was telling uh, a couple of people. I was like, yeah, 
I the one thing about living in New York too is like you get to see all these different cultures, right? And a lot of people they don't see these cultures because they don't leave their block. But I had the opportunity, you know, I because I didn't do I didn't do football. I ran track, so track mm-hmm. is very inclusive. Like, but obviously, yes. you know, black people are and Caribbeans are the ones and Africans are the ones that are going to run that shit. But still, you know. <laughs> Long distance, you get everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> long, long distance. So I used to actually go to um, Van, remember Van Cortland Park? Yes. Because yeah. I, I lived in the Bronx. Yeah. Like I said, I lived in the Bronx. I used to go to Van Cortland Park all the time and play basketball over there. Yep. And I used to take the bus up there because I lived on Darima Avenue. So yeah. Ah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the Bronx. I lived on Darima and used to take the bus up to Van Cortland or walk. Because back in our day, we walked everywhere. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and it was it was and it was a pleasure. I remember uh, maybe maybe this wasn't your time, but do you remember when the, the MTA strike? Yes. So I used to go to a school called East Trans Transit Tech. East. Okay. East, yeah. Yeah. So I used to I and I but I used to live over there before I moved. I used to live over there by uh used to be Washington and Green, right? Okay. So all the way yeah. over in the Fort Green, Clinton Hill, like yes. um. Bed-Stuy area. So yes. I walked all the way from East New York to Bed-Stuy and Fort Greene. It was just like me and a couple of friends, right? And we just like walking. We walked all that way and it was like nothing. And yes. these young these young motherfuckers are like, oh man, I can't, you know, I'm walking off the get, bus. Let's get blocks. an Uber. I'm like, let's what get the an Uber. We got an Uber. I'm like, Uber? <laughs> Yo, back in our day, we used to have $7 in our pocket, right? I used to get from the Bronx to Manhattan and go stop at Gray's Papaya on 72nd. <laughs> shout go out, yeah. Me, well, shout out Gray's Papaya, go, man. <laughs> go get me two hot dogs and a papaya juice. Mm-hmm. Go hang out and then have enough for a token back home, yo. Like, yep. <laughs> and I know that sounds like in my day, we walked a thousand <laughs> feet and stuff. I know it is, but I, like we didn't have Uber, bro. Like you walked and then we had to walk to the train station. So like, ah, well. I don't want to take the bus to go get the train. So I'd walk all the way to 241st Street in the Bronx and then catch the train, which at 241st was like the last and first stop for Mm -hmm. the train. So I just go wait for the train and just catch it and go all the way down. Or if I was in Brooklyn, like I said, I would walk from where I was at and I'd walk all the way to Van Sicklin Avenue. And then that's that's another story. I almost got shot by like four police officers in the middle of the night. That's a whole nother story. Doesn't everybody have a story like that? Yes, but I walked to Van Van Zicklin and I would take the three train from there and then go all the way back uptown and go like into Manhattan or go into the Bronx. So yeah, man, walking was it back in the day. That's how we got around. That's how you fight. Go ahead. No, I'm saying fighting with cab drivers. Listen, I got five dollars. This is how much. This is where we going. This is how much it charge. Don't try to tell me it's gonna be ten. I got five, or let me out right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, oh, oh like, what, okay, what we doing? I thought so. <laughs> and then you, then you pass it through the little bulletproof glass slot. Boop. There you go. That's my five dollars, Poppy. Take me to where I gotta go. <laughs> You was trusting. I used to wait until I got to my destination. Be like, now you can have that. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they already knew it was gonna be some smoke in the city. I ain't gonna get out. I ain't getting out the back like, seat. Like, so, so what's happening? Have like, some problems. Like, you can take me where I gotta go. <laughs> but y'all, yeah. Anyway, sorry, we got off yeah. topic. Everybody. Yeah, that's just topic. That's, that's a segment we like to call uh, New York talk. <laughs> yes, New York, New York love. <laughs> um. So, as far as your anime and your um. 
I guess your um, nerd culture. What is your favorite anime? And um, not just your favorite anime. Who's your favorite anime character as well? Oh, mm. I'm my and this is hard because I I really there's so many that I like and you want to pick one, and I know this is gonna sound. I don't know. I love Naruto. Naruto is my favorite anime. I just love it. And then my favorite anime character out of Naruto is not Naruto. It's actually a tie between Rock Lee Let's and go. Kakashi Sensei. Let's That's, go. Those are my, I mean, I love Naruto. Naruto is like, if Rock Lee and Kakashi are like one, then Naruto's two. You know what I mean? Or like 1A, but, or it's like 1A, 1B, 1C. But I just love Rock Lee because, like, I didn't have all, like, the, the phys- physical talent. Like, I wasn't going to run faster than everybody, but I knew I was going to be in the weight room and be stronger than people. And I was going to work out and I was going to study film and I was going to be in the right place. And that's what got me to where I was at, you know? And then Kakashi, because Kakashi was like that dude that we all knew in the hood that, like, he could fight. You know he can mm-hmm. handle himself, but he was cool as shit and would laugh and, and hang out with everybody. And then when somebody made him mad, it's like, I'm going to murder the whole block. <laughs> like, and, and that's why I used to love Kakashi because he just reminded me of a lot of people I grew up with that was like, you know, they was like, just, they were just real cool and they mm-hmm. wasn't out there like picking on people and just, you know, taking people's stuff. They was just cool with everybody. But if something went down, that's the dude everybody went to go uh-huh. get. <laughs> everybody went to go get their own little neighborhood Kakashi. And Rock Lee, because he was like, listen, I ain't got no talent, but you ain't going to punk me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the lotus of the village, blew, the lotus of the leaf blooms twice. <laughs> I got these hands for you, bro. Let's Official. get it. <laughs> Official. Officially. So I would say that, yes, that's my favorite anime. I, I talk about it a lot on my shows. I talk about it a lot on my live streams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my favorite. My new favorite is My Hero Academia with <sighs> Demon Slayer right there. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's my new favorite. And then I'm considering this anime, but I don't know if you ever watched it. The Netflix, um, the updated Netflix Voltron series. Have you watched that? <sighs> I've been scared to watch it, man. Is it's it good? It's good. It's okay. good. I watched it from when it first came out, and I was like, yo, this is so awesome. I feel like they ended it too quick. Like, they rushed it in season four or five. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think they did a great job. People don't understand. Voltron is anime. Yes. Like the very Voltron is anime. And it, was, it wasn't Voltron. Like, the name of it in Japan was Go King Lion. Mm-hmm. And then they renamed it Voltron when they got over to America. And all the episodes are out of order. So the American first season of Voltron starts with the last episode. And then it, yeah, because they didn't like the structure. They thought it was boring. So they gave you all the fight scenes. So sorry, if you try to watch it now, it's weird. Because it's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. So you, <laughs> you literally have to watch it from like the middle episode on and then kind of backtrack to the first couple episodes. And then it makes sense. And Netflix, Netflix. They 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 get they're hit and miss. I mean, not, I won't say hit and miss, but they they got a lot of hits. That's oh, Cyborg. That's that Cyborg zero zero nine is yes is, is truth. Yes, is I. They're, they're, they're hit and miss. No, don't be because <laughs> I just did. I no because 
I just did my Instagram video on Neo Yokio last night and it was trash. Like it was hard to watch Neo. And I'm talking about I and I'm I love to support black anime, but it was so mm-hmm. trash trying to watch Neo Yokio. I was like, I, I can't I can't do it. <laughs> and and then you make it. then I have to I have to the added bonus of watching it and w- watching the horrible subtitles you guys create. And then I'm trying to connect the subtitles to the, to the action. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to just watch what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> like just a Neo Yokio was chaz. And then again, you, you want to support Jaden Smith, man, but it's like, yo, his voice acting was, and maybe that's what it was supposed to be like for mm-hmm. the character, but I couldn't get through it, man. I was like, listen, we support black creatives, but I do not support you watching that show. <laughs> that is not the move. We in a they they and then some other ones like Children of the Whale. Oh, that was oh like, that was horrible. Was I didn't boor- even try. Did you watch this? Boring. It's so boring. Children of the Whale was boring. <laughs> uh, Violet Evergarden was okay. Violet Evergarden like a mm-hmm. slice of life, but mixed with some like mecha robot type of thing. Mm-hmm. Not mecha. I would just say like cyborgish. Like that was okay. Um, my not my hero academia. Uh, Little Witch Academia was awesome. Yes, I don't know if you've seen. Pretty good, yeah. Yes, my my favorite one. I they because they have two shows. They have Little Witch Academia, which was the original original animated like thirty minute movie. Then they have uh the the part two, which is uh, Witches on Parade, which Ooh. was awesome. So it it was cool, and it was when she has to work with other uh like kind of like outcast witches at the school. Mm-hmm. And they have to put on this magical parade in town. And so one of the girls that's a witch, she's, she uses magic, but she is a tech, like technological wizard. So she turns her magic wand into like whatever she wants, but it's a, like a robot. So the kids from the town were throwing, like got into like a tomato throwing war with them. Mm-hmm. So the witches are using their magic. So she like does her magic thing and turns her wand into like a machine gun. So she's throwing Ooh. like magical machine gun. Thing. It was awesome, yo. It was cool as hell. So I, and my kids like that. And then they had a season. They had a two a two season series um, that came out on Netflix for my little my little witch academia. So, I like that. Yeah, it, it's cool. Like they like you said, it's hit or miss though because there's yes. some good ones. And then there's some like weird ones like Devil Man, Crybaby. Yes, was- yes. Devil Man is is a crazy, crazy. If anybody wants to get into how anime can go left, that's like yes. the perfect. That and um, oh my goodness, I can't remember. Uh, it's not S Cry Ed. It was uh, it used to come on Toonami. Elf, Elfin lead. Elfin no, lead? no, no, no. There was another one that used to come on. Um, it's not Toonami. It used to come on um, Adult Swim. Uh, fully Cooley. Fully Cooley. Oh, coolie. yes. Fully Cooley is... is... <laughs> and, but not so much left as Devil Man. Yeah. Like, you got to be ready. You, and it's not even just an <laughs> anime ready. You got to be strong stomach ready. Like, yes. if you, like you just got to be, wait, so he did what to him? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like when you tell people, I got, I don't, I don't know if I should say it, but uh, you can edit this out. And it's, that's like telling people, oh, yeah, look up the Goose Goose scene. Ooh, <laughs> no. no. That's like telling a non-anime person to go look that up. Go, no, go mm. look that up. You, it, it. Trust me. <laughs> so people here, don't do it. Don't do it. Please don't. If you're not ready for it, it'll just ruin your whole anime life. Don't do it, please. 
But that's what it is if you tell somebody, hey, man, yo, you should watch Devil Man Crybaby on Netflix. Don't do it. Yeah. If, if anybody tells you to do that, don't do it. Because you, yeah. if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, like you said, that's a good way to describe it. It's, it's somebody with a strong stomach, <laughs> say you, the least. You have to, because it just, it, it just, it's like when, it's like when an artist gets to do something completely unchecked. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and, and everyone says, yeah, go for it. Because that's the style of devil man. You're like, oh yeah, go for it. And then you just like, Whoa. what happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sure. I'm going to finish this because I started it, but I got to watch this at night on my phone with my blue, with my headphones in. So my kids don't catch me watching this. Cause this is crazy. This will scar them and give them nightmares for sure. It was funny because I was watching it and I, you know, everybody's asleep and I'm just like, okay, let me just watch this. You know, it's devil, devil man. I'm like, already, I really like the concept because anything that's a little satanic, I kind of, I'm kind of into, I'm like, let me just yeah. watch it. And I fell asleep on it. And then I wake up on it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> See, you woke like, up like you woke up and said, "I bet you said Jesus, what is happening? Lord, what I'm not happen- ready. Exactly. I thought like, I was nice. I thought I was nice. I thought I helped people out. Why am I in this world? <laughs> Yo, but it's crazy. Like, you know what? Another one I think was. I think for me, it was a hit, but I don't think people really got with the animation too much. Was uh, Japan sinks. So you are you are the second person who told me about Japan Sinks. You are the second person that gave like speak speak his glory. And I've I've literally listened to the I mean watched the first and maybe a little bit of the second episode. And I think I'm not into anime dramas. I think this Mm. has been my thing. I I need like a super powered person. I need something to happen where it's kind of like extraordinary for me to like be captivated into it. I think that's just my little piccadillo. Which is fine, which I'm all good for. Like I'm not one of those like anime gatekeepers, which I know you know. Mm -hmm. And me as being an older dude, I hate some of the younger cats because I'll be acting like what are you gatekeeping for? Like I, I've been watching anime before long. You've been alive. What are you talking about? Like, shut up. Just cause you watch, Oh, Oh, I, I've watched, uh, I've watched one piece. So like, what so is you that? Go, you want a prize? Is like that, you wasted your life. Is that what you like, want? <laughs> 800 episodes of one piece. So what? That doesn't mean you get to gatekeep, but no, I, it was a good anime. And like anybody can want, like what they want. Some people like slice of life. Some people like shonen. Some people like mecha mm-hmm. anime. You yep. can like what you like. It's all good. But I thought Japan Sinks was cool because they did have some like larger than life moments toward the end or or I think more like self-sacrifice moments that yes. really pulled you in. But it was hard because it was like watching, it's, it is, it's watching a disaster flick, but as an anime. Yeah. And you just like, it It, it sucks you in. Like I, mean, I think I watched it in in the first night that it came out with. I think I watched it oh, really? and was like, yeah, I think I watched it and I was like, oh, well, I see what this is. This is interesting. This is interesting. And I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> two in the morning and it was like on a Friday. And I like, which I thank Netflix for put, putting them out on Friday so I don't have to like be super tired for work in the morning. Exactly. But um, I watched that one. That was a good one. And um, what did I just watch season two of? Oh, Seven Seeds. Seven Seeds mm. was really cool too that I liked it. it, It's kind of a disaster flick, but 
not necessarily time travel, but time lapse and distance of time and earth has been destroyed. And there's a group Mm -hmm. of people that have like been frozen, you know, and Uh, now wake up on earth after it's been destroyed and trying to figure out, you know, so it's like a more serious version of Dr. Stone, but without mm. like the hokey, without the hokey, not hokey science stuff, but like, it's a serious thing. Like, okay, if you woke up on a planet X amount of years ago, like earth, how would you survive? You know? And yep. so it, see, seven seasons good. I'm waiting for uh, episode three. I'm uh, not episode season three, waiting for season three on that one. So, but yeah, it's hit or miss. Yeah. And the one thing, I don't know if you've seen, Got, you seen God of High School on um, Crunchyroll yes. yet? Yeah. I have I have issues with God of High School. <gasps> That's my <laughs> shit issues. right now. Like that is I, literally like one of my favorite animes right now. Yeah. So Drew's probably Drew's probably gonna throw me off the show. He's probably gonna turn <laughs> off the camera right now and be like, "Yo, this is bullshit. I can't work with this type of person." So I'm not a fan of Dragon Ball C, right? And I'll tell you what, I'm not a fan. You of say that. what? I like the um, uh, yeah. That's why I said you're gonna turn off the show. <laughs> so. I like the original Dragon Ball because Dragon okay. Ball, the initial character of Goku and Son Goku is based off of the Chinese novel like, yep. Journey to the West, you know, and the Monkey yes. King. And so I enjoyed the first Dragon Ball because it had a story. It was crazy. It was wild, but it had a storyline that you could follow and you got involved with the character. Once it started with Dragon Ball Z and it was just became all about power ups and fights and kind of after the not Raditz. Yeah. After the Raditz arc, after um, after Goku's brother comes. And so the very first couple of episodes, um, the storyline was over because then it was getting because it was getting strong in Piccolo, which you did. Then mm-hmm. Piccolo's kind of a friend. Then it's Vegeta comes. It's getting stronger than Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Then it's getting stronger than Raccoon. It's getting stronger. Then it just, oh, now we're going to put you in a hyperbolic chamber. Now you died. Now you came back. Yamcha got Yamcha. Now he came back. Tien got, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. so there was no, I never got engaged with the characters because I knew nothing was ever going to happen to him. Like mm-hmm. Goku's going to win no matter, even if he dies, they're going to do some time travel and they're going to come back. He's yep. going to be alive and win. You know, Vegeta's always going to get stronger, but not be as strong as Goku. Yeah, uh, they're gonna be friends, but never act like friends, you know. And it's mm-hmm. just like it just was the same thing over and over and over again. Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan One, SJ SSJ Four. Then it then it's Terminator Power and it's Ultra Instinct and it's all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, um, you can't watch if you're like a like not if you're a real fan, but you know you can't watch Terminator Power and be like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. We all know Goku's gonna win. <laughs> like you all know mm-hmm. there's never a question who's gonna win so that's why i don't like it because i like the story so that's the same reason why god of high school is hard for me because when it first started i was like oh the story's getting cool uh yep. so the, the girl i can't remember her name because they just introduced 37 characters in two episodes <laughs> but like the girl she she's trying to find a mate to carry on her was it her moon? Yeah, her moon sword. sword uh, yeah. Her moon sword technique. And I was like, okay, so which one of the, is it going to be like a thing where the one of the two guys are going to want to be with her or she's going to be with either two, both of them, whatever it would be. But then they never really did anything. It was the one episode that they did that and they went to go find her sword in the water. And then that was it. Oh, no, they had another episode with her getting married and they went to go stop yeah, the Yeah, way. exactly. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> 
You don't hate, you don't it. like it anyway, so you you want yeah. to spoil it. <laughs> and then after that, it was just like battles upon battles, and oh, mm-hmm. we got god powers. We borrow god powers. Yep. Let's destroy the ring. Oh, let's do this. Oh, I'm crazy. Let me just unbound my hands, and it's like what? What? So he's really a god? When it, it's like already you watch RDC World, like on 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 YouTube that you said, those dudes what? that do like RDC World. Like yes, those yes, guys yes. On YouTube, yeah. So, did you see their new anime house? They referenced yeah, anime, anime house. house. My, my sister, was, my sister was, put me on. <laughs> they was like, "Yo," they was like, "I don't even know your name. What's your name?" He was like, "You know me. I'm from God of High School. I don't know you." <laughs> just, they, you they just keep bringing characters out. You got God powers. What do you even do? And it was hilarious because I had been thinking the exact same thing. So, for animation, it's beautiful. Like, long story short, animation in God of High School is beautiful. The first episode arc, basically the semifinals to actually get into the tournament, mm-hmm. when they, like, hyped up these other characters that you thought were going to be something, like Shorty, yeah. who was the wrestler. Yeah. Like, like, they hyped these people up, and they had this big, you know, battle royale. And then that was it. And then there was no more storyline with them, and they were just, like, trashed away characters. <laughs> and it, so... I don't know. It just didn't, it wasn't something that caught my fancy for me to keep watching because there was no storyline in it. There was no, there was no, there was no, for me, no emotional attachment. So I know I say that to people and they'd be like, you don't like Dragon Ball Z? I'm like, Dragon Ball Z, I can understand. Dragon Ball Z, see, the arc I think you're really referencing to, I think is an arc that's carried upon all animes. There's the, there's the savior character. And then there's always yeah. that second character that's like yes. always like hating on this, the savior character, but trying to get stronger than him. And then there's always that one fight scene that they have to fight against each other to see who's who's the yeah. most powerful. The same thing happens in My Hero Academia. Same thing that happens in Dragon Ball Z. Same thing that happens it does. in it does. Naruto. Same thing. It's just kind of like that same arc over and over again. But yes. to your to your to your point. We all know who's gonna win at the end of the day. Goku is going yes. to win. Either Goku is gonna, gonna either Goku is gonna he might lose, but in the end he's gonna win. He's, he's gonna, gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I became stronger because I lost. And then he's gonna be yeah. like, okay, yeah. <laughs> or he's I, the last thirty seconds. He's gonna come I, back and kick Vegeta's I, ass. Exactly. Like, what do, happened? Did you ever see the? Um, there's a couple of memes. Is like, um, uh, it was about Goku. How he um, is the worst father of all time. Oh, uh, he is, bro. It's nice facts. And how Vegeta is a better father than him. Yes. <laughs> he was like, he, he basically raises none of his children. Vegeta raise, raises trunks. He's with Boma. They have a happy marriage. Like, he's yeah. always home. Like, Settle they, like, down. <laughs> He'd be wearing regular shirts now. Exactly. He got, little, he got his little Magnum PI shirts on. Like, he's full on dad mode, bro. He like the dude in the hood that. Used to be gangster, but now yes. he settled. He finally settled down with his girl. They've been dating since fourteen, uh, yeah, and they got like, married at forty. I'm gonna uh, finally yeah, I'm go chill. ahead and put a ring on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> finally, go ahead and put a ring on your finger, girl. Yeah, I'm gonna chill my own lady. You know, get the yeah. kids out of school today. You know, you <laughs> for know. real. I holler at you later. I holler at y'all. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. They do have the same. They they that arc is through every anime, mm-hmm. but the difference is the writing because. They have that arc, like you said, in My Hero Academia, and they had that big fight between Deku and Kakchan. Mm-hmm. But when you, at the moment when they had that fight, everyone expected Deku to beat Kakchan at that mm-hmm. time, and he didn't. 
and he got he still got smashed because he still just wasn't strong, strong enough yet. Mm-hmm. He still was using his moves, but it was better because Cockshaw was able to realize, wow, he's getting better and he's attacking me. So now I have to get better in the span of this fight. I yep. have to get better. And I think they they did that so well, especially from the opening when they were doing the the exams in the beginning and Deku was able to use his smarts yes. to not necessarily defeat Cockton, but able to say, you're not gonna just punk me out and I'm gonna exactly. win I'm gonna win the fight or the I'm gonna win the battle, which was the exam. And then when they actually had their fist fight, A was beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Like it was beautifully animated. And then B the hero, the main character, didn't win. They still yeah. said, nope, he's got to get better. There's more that he's got to do. And I think they handle that story better versus with Dragon Ball Z to just say, nope, Goku's the man, so he's going <laughs> to win this fight. It may take 42 episodes, but <laughs> he's going to win the fight. So th- I, th- I think that's where it is for me, the story difference. Once the writers, they take stories in a different way and they add more warmth or heart yeah. or emotion into it, then I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all here for it. But I do think Dragon Ball Z is iconic and transcendent. Yes. And those characters, you know them without having to know what anime they're in. So, yes. Yes. And it's, it's that's that fight that scene, like style and understanding, like from the Hero Academia, is similar to the one that, remember the first Naruto versus Sasuke fight? In the, yes. on the like that first one. On the, like near the water tower, yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> and then Sasuke realized if he got hit with that, and he looked back and saw that man, he was like, "Holy!" Well, I was just watching the tuning exams arc this morning with my Ooh, kids, man. and they got to see Rock Lee fight. And when Rock Lee opened up the gates, he was like, "Gate of pain!" And he was like, "They were like, what's happening, Dad?" I'm like, "Just watch, because it's about to be good." <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like. And you try to teach lessons. And I, and I know it sounds hokey, but I try to teach lessons to my kids. I'm like, now, I don't want you killing yourself like mm-hmm. Rock Lee almost did. But do you see you don't have to just because you think someone, you think they're better than you or they think you're better, they think they're better than you, you still have to give all your effort. Even yes. if it comes out into a loss, if you give everything you have, like I, my kids, I said, you see everybody, all the characters, they all have a, a so much of a higher level of respect for Rock Lee now. Yes. Like everyone respects him. Even the the senseis respect Rock Lee now mm-hmm. because he just gave everything he had. And said, if you can do that in anything you want to do in life, it's going to be okay for you. And so, you know, I know it's a hokey dad thing. But it's, it's, it's the truth, though. Because it's, it, it, yeah, it just that's how it works, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, and I, my sister, she lives and dies by Rockley. Like she, that's her favorite character of all. Like in amongst any anime, she would say Rockley, um, because of the same fact that you're saying is that hard work and determination. That's all that man has. He that's he has it. these hands for you at all times. Like he doesn't need to charge up these hands. Like they they come nope. like delivered, <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Hit you with that leaf hurricane, <laughs> and that's it. That high speed taijutsu. Ooh, you can't. Man. You're not dealing with that. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's that was that's me geeking out. So the so the other on the other side of the spectrum, what is your favorite um, superhero? Favorite superhero? Like, it doesn't have to be Marvel, DC. It could be an indie, too. Okay. 
favorite superstar. I'm going to be that guy and do two. So one is I really, I, let me see. I got it because this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like Hellboy, right? So mm. I am a fan of Hellboy because Hellboy just has an attitude. Like Hellboy is a superhero that does not want to be a superhero. Yes. And it's something about that that really is just cool to me and appealing to me. Mm-hmm. It's just a superhero that doesn't want to be a superhero. You know what I mean? He's just like, I don't really want to do any of this, <laughs> yep. but because you, so then I'm going to have fun while doing it. So exactly. if you're going to ask me to do this, then I'm going to do it my way. So, and I've had the Hellboy graphic comics before the first Hellboy movie. So, <laughs> Just to let everybody know there's two <laughs> Hellboy movies, three of them, and two of them are good. We're gonna not discuss the David Harbor Hellboy movies. Mm. No bueno. No, 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 no. No, that was not good at all. But my man Ron Perlman. Oh, he's he's the always, man. You are always Hellboy. Always. But Hellboy's number one, and I really like Green Lantern out of DC Comics. And Green Lantern, I think, doesn't get enough publicity. And I like both of them. So, or any iteration of Green Lantern. I just like the Green Lantern ability. Yes. Because it's based on your self-confidence. Like, what, what more, like, your superhero ability is based on how confident you can be. So, it's like, that's like DC's equivalent of the Hulk almost. Like, how, how angry the Hulk can get. Yes. You have unlimited strength and even size, which they kind of they nerf in the movies and and, and they kind of nerf now cuz like Hulk would get bigger yes. and stronger as angry as he got. Mm-hmm. So like it, it can almost be unlimited as how big he got. And it's the same thing with Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. His power is derived from his self-confidence. So however confident and strong and how much you believe in yourself is how powerful your outward projection would be, right? Yes. And that's cool because that anybody who's an adult or a human, it works like that in real life. The more confident you are or belief in your abilities, then the outward projection of your abilities are going to be stronger and better. And so I always rec- I always like went with that hard. I was like, yo, Green Lantern is the man. And plus he's kind of a smart ass. And I like yes. to, <laughs> I like to make jokes. So just seeing that was except John Stewart. He wasn't like really making straight, a lot of straight jokes. Straight laced guy, straight laced guy. He's kind yeah. of more straight laced. Yeah. But still that that supreme confidence that you whatever you make can literally be unbreakable. And it's the span of your own mind as the range of your powers. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like I think if you really used it well you could beat other characters like Superman and you could beat, you know, character like Omega level characters. You could beat. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, every Green Lantern has to be creative too. So they're, yes. they're in somewhat a creative, like amongst their confidence, they yeah. also had to be creative as well. So yeah. that's, yeah, that always fascinated me about the Green Lantern Corps too. Definitely with the different colors and, you know, it goes into different arcs and different universes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it gets deep. Yeah, and it's all derived from your emotions because then you have fear and you have anger and then you have self-confidence. So it's literally like the breakdown of your... It's like it's like the adult version of Inside Out, the Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Inside Out, one of my... A dope movie. 
Bing bong. Rest in peace, bing bong. Bro. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, bing bong. <laughs> big ups. Big ups. He took himself out for the for the for the cause, man. He did. <laughs> he did it. He did it for the leaf. Do it for the leaf, fellas. No. <laughs> oh man. Um okay, so I always like to ask this question about people. Um, so I, I see that you're doing this um, you know, blurred culture. You're trying to give a shine a light on blurred culture. So what do you think your your you kind of shining light on this blurred card culture is doing to change the world? I I would say I would hope I would hope for black people around the world for people of color I would hope that they start to see that there is more representation than what they've been led to believe like there are more black anime characters especially now that are like legitimate characters versus like you know Mr. Popo or shit like that um, they're like more legitimate black characters that are substantial within the anime more so than one-off characters. Even like Kofi in Cowboy Bebop was like a one-off character of Pam Greer. People then figured out Jet Black was, was a character of color. But I want to let people know that there's more representation out there than they know. And it's okay to like anime. It's okay to like cartoons. It's okay to like comic books. It's okay to read manga. It's okay to go to Comic-Con and whatever, what skin color you are, represent your character, whatever you love. And, you know, and if you're an adult, watch your anime and love it. And just now watch it with your adult eyes, you know, laugh at the parts that are like super silly that you thought was really cool when you were a kid. And take some of the lessons that you learn. Like, I mean, looking at uh, um, Avatar The Last Airbender and listening to the things that Uncle Iroh has said. It's just like, wow, you were saying that in the kids show, bro. Like, that stuff you can really live your life by. And so, because representation matters. Teaching our culture now that there are Black animators. There are Black creative studios in Japan in Korea and they're from New York. LaShawn Thomas is from New York City and has his own animation studio and is working with Netflix to create um a anime about the African samurai that worked for the shogun there. He also created Cannon Busters, which I thought was a great anime on Netflix. He's also worked on um he's also worked on the Boondocks. He worked on Black Dynamite. He's worked on a ton of shows, you know. Then they have the, the was it, uh, the the Dart Show Brothers, who have an anime studio in Japan. I mean, so representation matters, and I would hope that me trying to shine a light on blurred culture shows people that there is more representation out there, and to just go seek it, go find it, and don't be afraid to love what you love and do what you want because you might find something that inspires you that then in turn later on inspires someone else. That's deep, man. I like that. Like that a lot. <laughs> like Thank that you. a lot. <laughs> so we're going to jump in right into from that great um, explanation into um, our section we call Shots Fired. Um, it's Elevated Icebreakers. Um, it's about 15, 20 questions and it starts um, very simplistic. 
and it gets a little more thought provoking at the end. So the first thing that comes to your head, okay. just let it fly. Cool. Got got you. Shots fired. Boop 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 boop. boop. Let's do boop. it. Go. Of course, I should have just queued up, but of course I don't. <laughs> there we go. Okay, first question. This is shots fired. What's your favorite color? Red. What's your favorite sport? Football. What's your favorite movie? Ooh. Uh, it's a lot. I'm gonna go with The Matrix. Okay. What's your favorite cereal? Oh, this is this is easy. Uh, Crunch Berries. There we go. What's your favorite drink? Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Uh, I don't really do alcoholic. My mm-hmm. actual, my favorite drink is the the Chiller Sunrise from uh, Sonic. I don't know what, and I know it's just like Sprite and some fruit juice with some fruit in there. But man, that shit tastes so good. It just <laughs> hit different, man. I love that little Sunrise drink. I get that shit all the time I go to a Sonic, yo. Wait, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, current or all time? All time. Mm, that's super difficult. <laughs> but I'm going to say TV show of all time, even though it wasn't the best payoff towards the end, uh, lost. Okay. Um, what movie do you hate to love? Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know if I like like guilty pleasure movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I should say what, what I'm going to say. Probably the Resident Evil one because I know mm-hmm. they're trash. They're just garbage. <laughs> but I kind of like the first Resident Evil. I'm a big fan of Michelle Rodriguez. So that's yes. probably why. Yes. Shut up. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, she knows already though. But like Michelle, listen, Michelle Rodriguez and Rosario Dawson, that's it for me. So even mm-hmm. if they're in bad movies, I'm going to watch them. Um, what's one place you want to visit that I want to visit? I want to mm-hmm. visit Japan. I want to go visit Japan mm-hmm. and I would like to visit South Korea and not just because I'm an anime fan. I find the aesthetic beautiful. Like I find the countryside and the scenery beautiful and I would want to go and experience that. What, what fictional world or place would you like to visit? The Leaf Village. <laughs> I'm, we, the, we, I, I would love to be in Konoha or go to the Cloud Village. Nice. Now, I, those are the. I mean, I would probably be more in the Cloud Village because I'm a brother. But <laughs> basically, the Naruto world, I would love to be a part of that world. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I honestly, I wanted to be a football player. Like, okay. I wanted to be a football player when I grew up. I wanted to play sports and just do that because I just thought that was fun. If you can have any, any fictional character as your imaginary, imaginary friend, who would it be? Kakashi Sensei. Okay. I think because um, he would give me a lot of good uh, insight into things. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or forward in time? I would go back in time. I would really tell little Chris, little me, to be who he wants to be. Mm. Now, you know, of course, time travel, does that change who I am now? Mm -hmm. But I think I would give him the confidence to go back and just be who he wanted to be and do the things that he wanted to do. So Mm -hmm. little Chris felt more comfortable growing up. 
this your 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 um flashpoint paradox in it all over the place. Uh, <laughs> all the way because then I change it and then and I don't exist anymore because you know time is ripples but there's a branching timeline to alternate it's a whole different discussion on that um, who's your celebrity crush I did say that it's either it's uh, Rosario Dawson or Michelle Rodriguez okay, and okay. Michelle Rodriguez was my celebrity crush since the first time I saw her in Girl Fight which was in 2000, which was her first movie because everybody knows her in Fast and Furious, but her first movie was in Girl Fight and I just, I was like, like fell for her then. And then Rosario Dawson, when I saw her in the movie Kids. Now, if you've ever watched Kids, Kids has, Kids is is not a kids movie. (laughs) But when Kids came out, that was Rosario Dawson's first movie. And both of those movies are New York City based movies. So that's where I'm going with that. Nice. Which what's your favorite type of music? Uh I right now, my favorite type of music right now is almost anything lo-fi. Like lo-fi hip hop, lo-fi chill. Um, I started finding this um it's like a resurrection of what's called city pop. Like yes. it's like a, a Japan, Japanese, like eighty, like early eighties, mid eighties, like pop funk music. And so I've been really listening to that and then future funk. Or future wave, like rap is hard for me now. I I used to be a big fan of rap up until like the two thousands, and like because it was all rap. I'm a hip hop head, mm-hmm. but like now it's just like I can't. I really don't like this new rap and dudes mumbling and mm-hmm. like, these songs don't make no sense, and like there's no craft into it. It's just all about getting that beat, that production. So if you get that beat. And these people be getting famous for like no reason. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's I listen to a lot of stuff without words right now. Yo. <laughs> that's completely that's completely me right now. I love some lo-fi beats. Like yes. that's that'd be all in my house. I love some elevator music. <laughs> yes, that's I I love it to death. I will say this though. You know who else? I will say this. Like uh lo-fi, but I also love a a, a duo called Remix Maniacs on YouTube mm. and they're on Spotify too. And they remix a lot of anime uh, intros or anime like character songs. Yo, these joints are just like fire. Like I'm telling you, go look up Remix Maniacs and go look up their remix for Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Or they did a remix for Lovecraft Country. They did a remix for My Hero Academia. Um, When I say fight, you run. When I say run, you fight. Man, they got some fire hits. And then... Okay, I'm going to do that like immediately after this. <laughs> immediately. I will send you the link, bro. I'm I appreciate you, the you. Link. What would be the name of your autobiography? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, 10 yard fight. I think that'd be a good one. 10 yard fight. I like that. What, what's the most out of character thing you've ever done? <laughs> so I dressed up I, I did a male pageant in college and it was called Mr. Morningside and so basically like a lot of the athletes would do it and mm-hmm. so you had to it was like a male but you had to dress up in like a dress and shit it was like a girl so I dressed up and did a male pageant in college called Mr. Morningside which I got robbed my, be- my, 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 my guy BJ won but everybody know I should have won that. I got robbed on that one. He 
They, he he just had a nightgown on. That's why. <laughs> that's why he won that one. He had like a sequence nightgown. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. But yeah, that was probably. I don't even know if that's out of character. I just think that's just the. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a goofball, so I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, what I mean? it's not like I'm cool with my sexuality. Like, I have my children, I have my wife. I love women. Mm-hmm. I just think that's being a goofball, and I they don't I don't see anything wrong with that. So I don't know if that's out of character, but I think it's probably one of the wildest things I've ever done. Nice. You'll be canceled for that nowadays. Nah, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. You can't cancel. Like one of my guests said, you can't cancel me. I'm a child of God. <laughs> no, I, I like just, that. I, I just had a podcast guy. Her name was Kendra Crump. She's a comedian. And she was just on my show the other day. And which the episode will be coming out like three weeks or so. She was like, you can't cancel me. I'm a child of God. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm going to start stealing that. She Definitely. didn't copyright that. So I'm going to steal it. Um, last question. What is your death row meal? Last meal of life. I need an app. I need an entree and I need dessert. Okay. So entree is my wife's. So my wife is from Guatemala, right? So my wife is Latina. So I'm telling you, and I know it's not just because she's my wife, but listen, I don't eat any outside burritos no more ever because they all taste like garbage. So if I'm on death row, I need a steak. And I need a chicken burrito for my wife and the way she makes them for me. So they're like this big. <laughs> and I need two of those as the entree with like some, maybe some other, some sides of rice and beans on the side. Um, an appetizer. Um, you know what I mean? Like an appetizer. I really like soup. So like, which is be weird. So like French, <laughs> like a big bowl of French onion soup. Okay. Like I, I really dig French. onion. so it's really weird. It's like French onion soup and burritos. And then for dessert, probably just a slice of chocolate cake with some mint chocolate chip ice cream, because that is my favorite ice cream. So that would be, if I was on death row, that's my meal. That's what I'm eating. Nice. And that is Shots Fired. I'm going to play another, another little game with you. I like to call it this or that, right? Okay. And All right, let's be, do it. So this or that is one thing or the other. All right? All right, let's do it. All right. This or that. Um, so hot or cold? Cold. Fly or breathe underwater? Breathe underwater. I'm scared of ne- drowning. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. I'm definitely a Netflix person. Lights on or lights off? <laughs> it depends <laughs> on what you're saying. But mostly <laughs> lights on. <Okay>. Lights on. <laughs> DC or Marvel? Marvel. Superman or Batman? Superman. Iron Man or Captain America? Iron Man. X-Men or Fantastic Four? X-Men. Joker or Thanos? That's a... I'm going to go with Thanos on that one. Control water or control fire? Mm. I'll control water. Naruto or Bleach? Naruto. Easy. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Goku or Vegeta? You know what? I'm going to go with Vegeta. J. Cole or Kendrick? Mm, can you say both? Because they're about the same? Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> let's say I'm going to go with J. Cole. I think I'm going to go with J. Cole on that one. Beyonce or Janet Jackson? Neither. Okay. Jay-Z or Nas? Nas. Early Nas. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. 
Action movie or drama movie? Action. And that is this or that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Beyonce. I don't want to. I know the Beehive, the the Bayhive, gonna get me for that. I didn't and say that. <laughs> yeah, don't get my man Drew. Drew didn't say nothing. He's just an I'll edit, I don't edit nothing, but I'll edit the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not doing that one. I didn't say that's not gonna be on my show. But I'm gonna tell you why though. Listen, let me tell you why real quick. I'm gonna tell you why real quick. I don't like Beyonce, right? Because to me, I'm like, you can't sing about independence and lemonade and put a ring on my finger and I'm gonna upgrade you. You can't sing about that. When your man is running around sleeping with everybody under the sun and you still kept the dude around. So I'm like, you can't do that. You can't be trying to empower all these little chicken heads running around. I'm like, Beyonce told me put a ring on the finger, but you still sleeping with, you know, Mike Mike, who been gave you two babies and is still messing with Maria down the street. Like you can't you can't have that juxtaposition for me. Like if you're going to sing about independence and you're going to sing about loving yourself, you're going to sing about upgrading, then kick dudes to the curb. Like regardless of what, then, you know, be co-parents, mm-hmm. go to counseling and be better and grow as adults. But if dude isn't growing, then live what you preach and be independent. You know what I mean? Like that, that's to me, I'm like, you can't do two things. That's why yeah. I don't really like Rick Ross. Cause it was like, okay, you're not really a thug. You, you a former football player who was a who was a prison guard stealing exactly. people's stories like it can't it just don't work with me like that so that's just my thing and, but you can edit that out nah, that just bad. be that just be for us like, boop. <laughs> the barbs and the beehive I don't fuck with those two because <laughs> they crazy yo they wild they be out there you be like damn wait, I ain't got no life why y'all on bees, Twitter all the time putting bees under people's like I think Lori Harvey touched Jay-Z and they put bees in her uh, comments and Instagram and just she had to shut down her comments so I was like god damn <laughs> wow I'm like yo what's going on in the world man like why y'all out here like why y'all be loving these celebs that hard like I'm I I get sad when a celebrity died. I think the only celebrity that died that was like, damn, was Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, because it was like, so damn. like it's like oh, <laughs> and it felt like you knew him. It was mm-hmm. weird. It felt like you literally knew Chadwick Boseman. It was because he was just such a down to earth person, and he was like, wait, what? Black Panther's gone. <laughs> but I get I get flack all the time because when Kobe passed away, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that he died, but I'm not crying about it. Like, Kobe ain't give me no money. Kobe wasn't paying for my education. Like, Kobe wasn't my boy like that. Like, Kobe was a dude that played basketball, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that he died. I'm sorry that his daughter died. I'm sorry that the other people the part. in the mm-hmm. helicopter passed away, yes. too, and should be celebrated just as much because they were trying to get to a game. You know what I mean? But it's not like people was crying and getting yep. stuff tattooed on them. So I be like, Okay, <laughs> but that's that's just me. I just look at it differently. Yeah, and Kobe's my favorite player of all time. And I even then I was like, okay, like the big thing was for me was like his his child was in the same plane with him. Like, yes, that's like, the damn. hard part. Like, like his damn. child was there. Like, the his, the kids. This, like, be honest, Drew. This episode is never coming out. I just <laughs> I said I, I said I don't like I said I don't like Dragon Ball Z. I said I. <laughs> 
I was talking talk shit about Kobe. <laughs> Talked about Beyonce. Yo, this episode's never airing, bro. This gonna be this gonna be on Patreon. That's it. Yo, this is behind a paywall. If you wanna watch this one, you gonna sit there and hype me up. Yo, this Chris, Chris, this episode was great. I can't wait to get it out. A month later, hey man, when the when the episode coming out, Drew, ah, my my editor, my editor, my computer went down. I can't edit it, bro. I can't get it out there. As soon as we hang out, talk to your wife. Yo, this motherfucker's thing. He don't like Dragon Ball Z. He's never getting out. Never airing the seeing the light of day on this one. Dragon Ball Z, my pick Vegeta. My that type of shit is that Vegeta, my ass. Wow, never seen the light. Tell my wife. Because she's going to ask her, how was the podcast? Oh, I, you know, I spent almost two hours and it's not coming out. Why not? <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know the host likes some shit. I didn't like it. I opened my big ass mouth and now this is going right into the delete pile. Oh, Riverside has downloaded your video. Delete. <laughs> delete. Like, oh, man, I forgot to put this in my Google Drive. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, like, are, we, are we cool? Are we cool on social media? I don't know what happened with that. Uh, yo, you know how you, you know how Google be messing up. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. So, Chris, tell, tell everybody how they can um, see your stuff and not this episode. So, tell everybody how they can, how they can reach you. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll, basically, I'm telling you because ain't nobody going to see this part. No. Uh, no, everybody, you can find me on social media. So any of the social media platforms, I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's all under the big blurred handle. On Instagram and Twitter, it's big and then underscore blurred. And on Facebook, it's just big blurred. Uh, you can catch me going live, doing my live streams every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. And I stream live to Facebook, YouTube and to Twitter, and I will be starting a Twitch channel soon, so look for me on Twitch as well. So 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, I live stream discussing anime, movies, television, and pop culture, all from the lens of a 40-year-old blurred. And you can catch my podcast, you can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, CastBox, and all of the major podcast hosting sites. Again, Chris, thank you so much for spending your you know Sunday with me and sharing some gems here. Um, the last thing we do on a podcast is say the catchphrase, and the catchphrase is love, peace, and chicken grease. So whenever you're ready, shout out the catchphrase. That's gotcha. I'm ready. One, two, three. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Love there it. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate you. This has been a great, great time. We got to kick it more than just like on podcast stuff like whenever you need to hit me up on social media if you just want to check in with your boy go ahead because this was like some real fun level <laughs> shit so um, i'm digging it so let's do that i appreciate you man and then when you uh when you start that twitch channel i 100 i'm trying to parallel into like different platforms so i have a couple plans yeah. i want to do um and let me stop recording right now because i can't tell the plans but <laughs> it's just been that another episode of drew versus yeah. the world <laughs> peace